we make it funny. King and D, there's just always bloody something. King and D, just two housemates with a dream. King and D, if you don't like us, you're dead to me. Dead to me, dead to me. If you don't like us, you're dead to me. Dead to me, dead to me. If you don't like us, you're dead to me. Welcome to Key and D, the podcast. How are you, Key? I'm good. How are you? I'm real good. Went quite low there. Really low. Mixing it up. I feel like maybe I should mix up my voice for this podcast. Really? And like find like a bit more like this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because you know one of our episodes when we were <laughs> recording it, we were a bit more tired. I liked yeah. my voice. Oh, that's true. The Edinburgh episode, yeah. I was like, I like how we sound because we're not so like nervous and jittery. We're just so yeah. tired. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Maybe should we just try that should for Should we this? try that and just be like, hi. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> What's up? It's Keen Do Podcast. I can't Whatever. No, no. We love to be loud and chatting and weird. Uh, we're excited about this guest. Oh, my Oh my god, this was such a great chat. We love her. I was buzzing after this. We were real buzzing. Buzzing. We, we, were, were, we even posted we did. an Instagram story. Yeah. We like love hearts on it being like, oh my god, like literally our favourite interview. It was like BFFs. Totally we're making plans. We were like, where do you live in London? Do you remember? We were we're still going to have that drink. We're yeah. still going to have that drink. But it was a great chat. We got talking about being a woman, being a woman in the industry. In the industry, going to parties and having to buy outfits yeah. all the time and how exhausting that is. We don't have that money to spend. We've got that money. Yeah. You, you spend money on one dress and you never wear it again. It's why men pressure. can pay for our first dates and dates yeah. because we spend so much bloody money lucking Tanning. But yeah, Ed Sheeran, Luz Capaldi. Not being funny, like my uncle. They just rock up in any old thing. Yeah, but we have that bloody pressure as mm. women. So we talk about that. Yeah. We're just really girl crushing on her. Good time, gal. Yeah. Smiley. Yeah, we had a bit of a we had a bit of a like girly chat, which is great. Um and just like a very dirty person. Yeah. She's kind of someone, right. She reminds me of someone. Like, who are you gonna call if you need to bury your body? Well, I'm not gonna Sean... I'm not gonna say her name, but <laughs> it rhymes with Han oh, Melbourne. <laughs> She's that person, like. She is. And I don't even shit. know her very well, but I would call her in a crisis. Yeah. It's like, babe, if you don't know me well, I'm like, I'm on my way to your house. I need help. <laughs> she <laughs> ruined the day she came off. Oh, oh my God. God. Restraining order. Anyway, should we get into it? Yeah. Oh, and enjoy the, the up, guys. Do. Hope you can feel the love in the room that yeah. was in the room. The world needs to know her. Here we go. Hit it. Let's go. Woo! You wake up to her in the morning, morning. She started making her cash from snoring, snoring. Munching on your toast. She's your favorite radio host. And if you want to know the weather, she'll tell you if it's sunny or boring. Spending most of her days with Roman Gamp and Sunny J. That's better than the intro I get every morning. Oh. Well, we'll send it to you. You can play it. Yeah, you can, you can play, play it please instead do. of the other one. You need to set it for your alarm. I bet you like have a really aggressive alarm, but that can be your new alarm now, babe. Shine well there. I really enjoyed that. Oh, have have you, you ever had a song? Yeah, I like this question. Oh my God, that is so funny you say that because yeah, I have. And <laughs> oh my God, it's what? something we've never like played on air or anything. But years ago when I did the weather, um, there was a, a lad who was quite into it, like, and he liked to copy the reports and do everything, like, copy it the same. So every time I did a weather forecast, he would come on and, like, seconds later say it exactly word for word. 
And one day he wrote a song called Oshan Oshan. Oh <laughs> my God. He's obsessed with you. But I mean, what a compliment. Yeah, it was a, it was a great compliment. You've got two songs written about you now. Oshan Oshan. I really need to hear that. Do you have it anywhere? It's on YouTube. Yeah. It's quite catchy. Like whenever I've played it to people, it gets stuck in the head. I can't even do the How voice, it but it like goes, Go Oshan, Oshan, I'm such a fan, your smile's so bright, <laughs> my heart's delight, please wear that licorice dress tonight. I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know what that was. That is really good technique. Oh my God. Because yeah, we were trying to think of something to rhyme with Shan, but we didn't get that, Only barn really rhymes with, with Shan. Welby, tell me. Yarn, a piece of yarn. yarn like a piece of yarn. It's a beautiful it's name. Barn. It's a beautiful it name. Is. We were, we, it's quite hard, Shan Welby. It's quite hard to rhyme directly. Yeah. So we thought, tell me, tell me, tell me. Yeah, tell me, tell me. Yeah. I enjoyed that. That was good. And this is the thing, like your guys, you like Eminem, you can find the rhyme. Babe, we know it. Just kept walking around the living room the other day for 24 hours. We couldn't find anything. We just got going every so often. Sean, well, I've just been doing it in the shower. Just Sean. You have the best name ever. It's so much fun to say. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. We're a bit like starstruck from your like professionalism. Like, we can't believe you've got an actual presenter on the. Yeah. We're there with our amateur mics and, you know, not a blurred out background. Yeah, very um, intimidating. But oh my God, what a career you've got! You um, literally present one of the biggest breakfast shows, if not in the UK. Okay, we've got a really big question. Yeah. Um, what time did you wake up this morning? Oh, don't! It's so gross. Like I woke up about half four. Actually, <laughs> the hell! You know what? I thought you were gonna say maybe like anything before four is horrific. Yes, I thought maybe it'd be like three, but that's more like TV, I guess. So you get yeah. up at four thirty, and then some, then what happens after that? Do you, do you wear like? Do you get your makeup done? No. Like, do you get someone to do your makeup to the radio? No, I no, wish. No. I, what are they honestly, I spend most of the time because, as well, everything's like filmed in HD and they zoom in on all your chins yeah. and the angles up here and very well lit. Every, every video that I'm in, I literally am like, <laughs> and it's like chin and jaw. You look um, great. But I've got so used to it, I've stopped caring. But yeah, I mean, yeah. I do my hair and makeup to like a bog standard girl going to the Tesco's kind of vibe. Um, yeah. I would wish I was getting it done properly because it is like doing TV these days. Like they film everything. Radio, it's not the same anymore, is it? Because like literally constantly popping up on my feed. Mm. These reels everywhere. Like, yeah, TikTok. Playing you know, pranks on each other. Yeah. And it is now more like a T yeah, in a TV in a way. So I yeah. thought maybe you'd have, you look fabulous in all of them. I thought maybe you'd have a bit of a slap. I wonder if radio presenters like... 50 years ago just just rocked up in their they did no, there's no fear of anyone like seeing you I swear you. Exactly. they did like it used to be like the sort of it was like the dream job the job that you retired in because it was like there's yeah. no camera on mm. you it's just your voice you can remain anonymous yeah. it was kind of like I feel like I missed that era of radio and g genuinely yeah. as I joined it I, I joined now probably about I don't know how long it's been maybe six years ago or something and um mm. Because I first of all started on Heart before I even got to Capital, and I remember yeah. they ch everything was changing at that point. I remember having to teach Heart about social media and tweeting and videos and stuff. Wow. And now it's like you know I, the radio doesn't exist without the social; it's just the same. Right? Yeah, I think I'd be fuming if I would have signed up to be radio presenter and all of a sudden I was just being constantly filled up. Like, I did not sign <laughs> up for this. <laughs> I wanted so true. Right, we'll go back to you. Yeah. Day. Then do you have like two breakfasts? Like. <laughs> Then what do you eat? Do you know, it's so weird. <laughs> do you eat the studio? I used to be one of those people that like would really judge like someone at the airport eating like noodles. 
at 7 a.m. and go, who could do yeah. that? Yeah. And you know now, yeah, yeah, yeah. I swear I could eat anything at any time. Anything, like sometimes it gets yeah. to eight o'clock and we think, oh, I really fancy fajitas. Or like, like yeah. three. Have a fajita. Like what Mexican restaurants open pre 9 a.m.? Yeah, oh, yeah. My goodness. So That's it's amazing. so weird because we're always so hungry. Like we don't really eat till about half eight. So by that point, I've been up like four hours and I'm so hungry by then. And yeah, we've definitely got this weird thing where now because you are so hungry, I, I actually genuinely have had curry. I actually have had fajitas for breakfast. Wow. I've had the strangest things. Good for you. I love that. Like, I love a curry. That is so it's weird. So Does weird. that take a long time to get used to? Yeah, you don't. I don't think you get used to it genuinely. Like, you yeah. just. Monday is the shock to the system. You wake up swearing yourself out of bed, like, ah! and then I get, you know, I, yeah, I, I yeah, almost yeah. smack myself in the face and go, come on, Sean, get a grip. <laughs> And then I do Monday and then you're like in this sleep deficit and every day it adds up. So by Friday, Mm. if I didn't have like a two hour nap, I would ruin my weekend because I have to get in and Mm. almost sleep so that I get back to normal so I can have a Friday night, Saturday night and then disco nap. nap. I'm not a great sleeper. Like Mm. if I know that I've got something important on the next day, like I went to watch my my friend in the marathon, (laughs) but I couldn't sleep. Because I knew I had to like get up early and I had a big day ahead of me. Yeah. Like if I have an audition or anything like that. Like, do you have any like routines that like, you have to like get your lavender on your pillow or like yeah. not drink any alcohol? You know, yeah. you have disrupted sleep. Like, have you got any tricks? I, I <laughs> wish. I honestly, guys, I wish I was like the guru of this. I think I am still yeah. winging it, and I still get it totally wrong. I, I go to bed slightly different times. I have got no routine. I'm very. I'm quite um. um a sort of sporadic person who's not very good with plans. So this early morning right. start life is so hard for me because sometimes I feel quite awake at night. And I used to be someone that could stay up and almost be creative or do work or something or start hoovering the house yeah. at midnight. Yeah, we're like that now. It's weird, isn't yeah. it? And, yeah. and now, because I can't yeah. do that, I'm sort of forcing myself. Uh, the new rule really is, say if I'm watching a series or anything, if it gets to eight o'clock, I can't, if it's, if the, you can't get stuck yeah, in. Yeah, if one's no. come to an end, you can, you can let that yeah. one end, but you can't restart a new one. You do the Gatwick wake up, but like every day, do you know what I mean? I'm just so, I'm so impressed. It's amazing. So now what? Where it's, we're 3pm, you look amazing. I'd look like <laughs> shit. Yeah, I know. I'd look haggard. Oh, anyway. I've got loads of things like, do you live, do you live near there? Yeah. <laughs> For exercise afterwards, what do you do with the rest of your day? Like, I'm, I think maybe I was a bit, I'm asking a bit too many questions about it. No, I just think we're just fascinated because it is such a weird, fascinating job. It's almost like being, I imagine this is what an astronaut might feel like, like Tim Pete getting asked, like, what is your routine? How do you do this? Yeah. But it's true. But it is it's alien. Yeah. You don't do early starts, babe. Yeah. I mean, this is the thing, though. I feel bad because people, like, when I'm on the radio, some of the jobs that people are doing or how long they've been awake for, I'm like, fair play. I can't even moan. But, like, mm. it is definitely I do live quite close to work. I'm about 20 minutes. Uh, drive if I was in a taxi or I mm, annoyingly right. because we're in London like you could technically get a tube but it's not it doesn't even open at that time you can't get a tube no, you no. can't be getting night buses that time because also oh. as well where we broadcast from is Leicester Square and let me tell you there's a big casino yeah. and there are cra- it's mental no. in the morning the hippo or whatever it's hippodrome. Hippodrome. hippodrome oh my god I've ended up there like because it's sometimes it's the only place open past like 3 a.m. Yeah, yeah, that. I've had some terrible times. I've closes. actually got chucked out of there once. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would take some doing. Imagine if you saw Dinah fucking being <laughs> chucked out on your way to work. 
<laughs> to be fair, honestly. I think everyone's had a night out there where they've got like, you know, borderline chucked out. Well, it wasn't a Magic yeah, Mike yeah, night, definitely. was it? It wasn't, but I had been to Magic Mike. What a good time we had there, oh. but it wasn't a Magic Mike night. No, it was literally like, I think I didn't get in because I didn't have an idea, but then I managed to get in and they found me and were like, what are you doing? And yeah. I was like, I'm yeah. really old. But oh anyway. my God, <laughs> so. it's hard because that's, it is a compliment, but it's also well annoying to still have to show your ID, yeah. isn't it? It's like I'm exhausted. I'm like, I, I, I just look good. Yeah. Like, just stop it. It's exhausting. I've got to do this every time. But I hate it when you're at a Sainsbury's and you're getting booze and then they press the visibly over 25. Yeah, I'm like, and you're just like, visibly. No. You're visibly over 20. You are visibly over 20. <laughs> and I, it's like a stake to the heart every time they do that. I'm like, oh. You could just give me one look. I might bring this up tomorrow on the show because I literally had a woman do like a Darren Brown stare into my face as she analysed every crevice on it to see if she decided oh that God. I was 25 or older. Oh, uh, wow. I know if you feel being a little bitch that day, like, yeah. I would ruin a few people. Yeah, you'd fuck with people. You'd be like, I'm not really that keen mm, on you. I'm, yeah. I'm going to really ruin your day. Yeah. But yeah, but like, I actually love those moments though where I'm like, I have been ID'd and I don't have it on me. And they were like, no, sorry, you can't buy the wine. I'm like, oh no. Oh no, I can't buy the wine. No. I'm like, kind of upset, but I'm like, I can't. I'm literally, I look that young, they won't even let me buy it. Yeah. Diana, yeah, be honest, have you ever had to throw the whole Google search to prove your age? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, she got into the Hippodrome, babe. <laughs> got a wicked. Be page, yeah, I know. I don't need to try and skip to the queue, yeah. like like a knob, getting really it, hammered. Do you know, honestly? So, like for people that don't know, and we're talking about the weather. When I was doing the weather, and I was in those days, iconic time, <laughs> an mm. iconic like, like, time. The, the Star Wars, the Star Wars, Star Wars. That is, I stand, <laughs> I stand that like, video. Yes. But oh, but that was so literally good. me like breaking out of that. I was in a job that wasn't really quite right for me, and. I remember mm. thinking how I just want to do funny stuff and like how can I change like what what on earth can I do with the weather because you can't mm. change the forecast you can't add script to it so the only thing I <laughs> ever change that forecast <laughs> so the only way I got away with it and I was doing it for, honestly for so long was just it started off sneaking like the odd word in and then eventually it led to that Star Wars one that went viral but I used to do so it all good. the time. What did they say about that though? What did yeah. the team were they okay about you doing that, or did they, they were they going along with the whole vibe? Like we're loving this, it's getting us more viewers. I remember on the day, I, I, and this is true. I, I saw on the news they were they were putting together uh, the Channel Five news that morning, and I saw that it was this anniversary of Star Wars, and it was like something like twenty five years since the original film, and the new one was coming out. And I said. I remember going, oh, my God, should we just do a, a Star Wars-themed weather? And everyone in the room Crazy. was like, oh, my God, Sean, do it, do it. So I got people to – I said, shout out anything that you think of Star Wars. So it was like Wookiee mm. and Luke Skywalker <laughs> and, and all this stuff. And so I started thinking what words sounded like it. And, and so suddenly I'd written this forecast and I genuinely had to do it in one take because we it now was like – because I got quite quick at doing the weather. I started recording it really close to the bone. It went out at 12 yeah. midday and I think it was 10 to 12. And I had to get in the studio and record it and get out so they could do the news. So I had one shot at doing... Wow. So it was so cool. like, I was like, whoa, this girl can bring in to say the weather. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's such a skill. <laughs> yeah, it really is. And you haven't you haven't got it all moving behind you either, is it's it? All it's green. all kind of green screen. Yes, yeah, so I wanted to be a weather girl. It's like yeah. all green screen in the background, and then your your screen in front is the maps. So that's how you can see it on the little screen. Right. But it means you do okay. have to like memorize everything. So I just yeah. it 
Yeah. It's one of those things where it became muscle memory. And I got, once you've got like key terms, and I always joke with everyone, in the, with weather, as long as you add looks like, could be, chance of, might be, you yeah. never <laughs> you never promise anything. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So as long as you say those yeah. things, you could kind of get away with, I mean, my forecast was for the whole of the UK. So it's pretty vague. I yeah, know. real vague. You're not getting in depth like, in-depth temperature report. I didn't realise as well. You know when they say the percentage on weather? Well, that's not the percentage chance. That's the percent of what's going to be raining in within the area, right? It's Yeah, it's like in this area, there is this percent of the area will get rain, yeah. Will be rained on. Oh, my God, I thought (laughs) it was a 12% chance. No, it's not. It's this percentage of an area. Oh, uh, Okay, so I heard something crazy, and as a as a weather person, this this must resonate a little bit. Or used to be a weather person, like during the heat wave in London, people actually sent in complaints to the weather person on the TV. What? Like just so angry about like too hot. I don't know what they were saying, but they got like a record number of like complaints. Like maybe the weather person had like underestimated how hot it was going to be, and they were like, it was apparently just got people enraged. Well, you're very visible. I remember when I started I mean bear in mind girls I was also terrible at geography so when I say blagging that job <laughs> like I when I first started I stood so far to the right that when I tried to point to London <laughs> I was pointing at Devon so it was it was a nightmare and was so good. for like a good six months the Isle of Man was missing off the map and no one noticed I didn't know <laughs> I didn't know it was buried under there somewhere in all the oh wind God. and rain so Honestly, you've got to laugh because I must be the worst weather forecaster out there, honestly. I thought that you had to like maybe get like A-levels in like geography to do it or whatever. Not on Channel 5. Well, that's what I was saying. I'm glad that you said that because this was probably one of the coolest things that we found about. We just thought you were amazing. So we we thought we would do our own weather forecast (laughs) and then would drop bits about you in it okay great i'm loving this (laughs) so this morning we're doing the weather from the capital of the uk london capital where we will be seeing some sunny patches adjacent to cloud up north the sun will be shining in nottinghamshire where we can expect temperatures similar to those seen in roman times and we'll be happy to see them oh dear we've Kempt you too long, so we'll let you go and have your breakfast, FM. Have a lovely day. (laughs) Yes. That was basically exactly how I did my forecast. That is amazing. I had so much fun doing that. You must have had such a laugh. Oh, my goodness. How fun. So it's just funny, isn't it? Especially when you think, like, you know, if you did that proper straight-faced and and even faster, Mm. genuinely, most people, it would just go over their head. And so they didn't even know that. It didn't matter. Yeah. Yeah. So that that is exactly what I did. Exactly that. It would start off like that. And then you just said it. You got it in your head, said it quicker. And then, bosh, no. Genuinely, that Star Wars weather for some people, they wouldn't even know. They wouldn't have noticed. They'd be like, "There's gonna be, uh, yeah, gonna be a, Skywalker's I know, love." I don't know. Yeah, Star Wars. <laughs> but like, yeah. Well, you started off doing that. You're yeah. obviously an icon. Yeah, yeah. And now you've got like now you're presenter, presenter extraordinaire, <laughs> a, a huge radio show. Yeah. We are so curious, mm. like your journey yeah. and like how you got there. I always think, especially like working with women in this industry, we always get really, really curious about like how you feel like you're journey has gone to get to this point it like like a peak of your career like do you feel like it was like a quite a grueling process do you feel like oh actually it felt like we are obviously musicians and actors and then now 
we've got Michael. Yeah, now we're doing this. Like interviewing people. <laughs> so sometimes it works in very mysterious ways. But how do you feel it's sort of happened with you? Very like anyone, like you say, in this industry feels there's so much there's so much chance and so much luck in it. But I do genuinely think, you know, if I'd have stayed in the little town of Upton where I lived, that chance and that luck couldn't have happened. So it, it mm. people probably don't see that. I mean, genuinely, it's taken me since I left sixth form. So eight, at eight is when I started trying to get jobs presenting and I didn't have a clue what I was doing. And yeah, I'd say it has been, it has been tough. Like, I used to work at a clothes shop in New Look and I remember saying, I'm going to be yes. here for one year, then I'm going to drama school, right? And every year they'd say to me, so when are you going to drama school then? And I still, yeah, I, I, yeah, at this point, yeah. I'd sort of changed my mind and I was starting to get into presenting. And I was working in Newark in Nottinghamshire and working in this clothes shop. And I lived like a double life at the weekends. I was doing some really cool presenting stuff and it would be one-offs or online stuff, or it might've been for, I did a lot of gaming stuff at the time and a few sports shows, but nothing major. Um, and it was never on mainstream telly or it was never massive, but it was enough to earn a bit more money and keep auditioning, keep getting a train to London, basically. But I mean, I had to sleep on mates floors because I had a mate that was at uni down in London and that was the only connection I had. So I'd sleep on her floor, get the train the night before, get up at 7am, go to an audition like in Clapham, which back then meant nothing to me and find my own way to a tiny little studio somewhere. And I was doing it all the time. And I remember genuinely there was, there was a little show I did online. It was like a, it was like a geeky tech kind of comedy thing. It's hard to even describe it. It would be like, I I don't even know how to describe it. It was just me on a green screen telling jokes or or sort of reading like a funny auto cue about technology updates. So I might be giving the latest update on Apple's products and sort of taking the bits out of it and stuff. And that weirdly ended up with me getting like an advert in Times Square, right? It's so mad. Oh, wow. But that was on Times Square. And I remember being back in New Look, picking up sale clothes off the floor when that video came through on my phone. What the hell is going on? Yeah. So so it was... It was madness and it didn't happen overnight and it was it was painful. And there's times when you go, oh, do I need to jack this in because it's about time I I mm. earn a proper living. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm doing a bit of everything. I'm not really doing – I'm not in London yet. I can't afford that. And it, it's taken a long time. Yeah, wow. So whether there, isn't it funny how in this industry you do have those moments where, like, you're saying very Times Square, but you're a bit like, we've had these moments where oh we've had, like, God. the most amazing things happen. Yeah. Like, And then we're like, we'll be waiting for an invoice to be paid. Yeah. And at the same time, we'll get, like, best podcast of 2022 <laughs> on The Guardian. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I'm saving my pennies. Because I can't you know, and it's all perception, though, because people must be like, oh, my God, that's amazing. But the behind the scenes is sometimes quite different. Yeah. But I think the trick is maybe just to, like, pick yourself up every day. Yeah. Especially yeah. when you're younger like sleep on those floors and just believe like it takes a lot of belief like you must have been in some rooms at times and just been like what I feel really scared and out of my depth but yeah. I believe in myself enough to like just do it right yeah a hundred percent and and you and it, you're right you'll go through your life going oh I'm an imposter oh no actually I am good at this oh no I'm actually out of my depth and I don't think that ever really goes away because you keep mm. going in and out of your comfort zone. There's no sort of settling, is there, in this industry? And just when you think one thing, it, it can yeah. come and end mm. and come and go. And and like you say, you can also be what appears to be very successful and still have so mm. much drama in, in the background or it can be so... Yeah. You know, when, when I was doing the weather, people thought I was a millionaire. 
And I remember wow. they just presume that you're on telly, you must be minted. And I remember In like- In your licorice dress, style. Yeah, my licorice dress. I, I was so skint at that time in my life. It was so expensive yeah. to live in London. And I remember yeah. mentioning that I was I was talking about my bedroom and I was actually staying in like a basement floor of a, of a flat. That was my bedroom in like a six bedroom wow. place with mates. And I remember somebody couldn't understand that I was sleeping in a basement and they were so confused. Yeah. They were like, what, of your mansion? And I was like, no, I'm so skinny. No, hon. No, <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I, even I thought, you know, I was from the Midlands thinking, well, Channel 5 weather. Oh, here we go. This yeah. is going to be the payday wow. of my life. And the irony was I was getting paid less than what I used to get paid to do these little online videos because it was, wow. it, it's just a funny world, isn't it? So for a long time, the hustle is, I mean, it's still on. But I was working so three or four jobs just so that I could stay down in London, even though perception was she's on TV. She's a celeb. Mm. And to know that even someone in like your position has mm. gone through those moments of just like that jarring thing of like, everyone thinks I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. But there's a lot going on behind where I'm at, you know? Yeah. You no. Freaking fake it as well. Like, team mate, you got to give the illusion. Yeah. Of it all. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, even that's exasperating. And yeah, and with you, and the way you girls were saying, like being a woman in the industry there is also that isn't there there's that perception of yeah. I need to, if if genuinely like there'd be weird new problems like yes I'm invited to this amazing premiere but I don't have anything to wear I've got nothing cool to wear exactly and men can rock up wearing some I know this is a thing Make plaid shirt I'm not looking at anyone in particular right now. Lewis Paddock. It's amazing how this double standards of what women are expected to produce yeah. from themselves. You know, we like plucking ourselves silly. We're waxing. We're doing all this, you know, know. painting our faces. And then <laughs> men could just rock up in any old thing. And you feel like you've got to make an impact. Like every time I saw going out to a frigging premiere or go to something, <laughs> I'm like, oh God, this is exhausting. I've got to make a frigging impact. I do think it's harder for women. This is where like, actually, I got anxiety about like we said before about radio suddenly being like everything's filmed and mm. I, at the beginning I thought am I gonna have to every single day be in something trendy this is like getting ready at mm. half four in the morning and <laughs> I just I genuinely yeah. decided I'm not doing that because if I'm gonna be real and and the person that I am I'm, a, I'm such a tomboy I live in hoodies I can't be trying to be something I'm not and I think I spent a long time trying so mm. hard to be in cool clothes, to be in a new yeah. outfit every mm. time I was on a red carpet or whatever. And it drives mm. you to insanity, doesn't it? Yeah. Oh, 100%. That's why I kind of hated doing the whole like pop star thing in a way, because I literally, at least doing, you know, doing an acting job, I could just go to the theatre or film or something like that and then just like get in my car and then leave it. Whereas like being a pop star, I remember this, all this effort being like, so you've got to arrive in this outfit and then you've got to leave in this outfit yeah. and then you go to this event and then you go to that. I was like, I'm exhausted. It's exhausting. And I'm, no. And this is a question that mm. I wanted to ask. Like in terms of working with two males, me and Key, we were just saying before that like obviously we were with, with each other, we're best mates. And then... All of our team around us is female and kind of the only, and then our producer that we just did Edinburgh Fringe Festival with, he's a gay man. Yeah. Mm. And so working and rocking up to work every day with two men, how, how is that being the only woman? I don't. 
Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. No is the answer, actually, because I'm asking myself this sometimes because I joked the other day I've forgotten what it's like to be a girl. Like, this is one of the first girly sort of chats I've had in a long time because you're right. Not only are my, you know, co-presenters male, a lot of the producers are male. Um, yeah. And I suppose sometimes you get lost in male chat because I am a tomboy, so I'm not particularly girly. So even with my girl mates, mm. we're all very laddie together. And or, yeah. or if that's the right term, I don't even know. But just that we we're we're quite no nonsense and just like to get stay, stuck in with funny stories and gross stories and embarrassing, yeah. you know, embarrassing stuff. Like we're we're not very precious or high maintenance. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think I think sometimes I do miss that that girl chat. I mean, the lads mm. are great. They are like my brothers. So the yeah. the laughter yeah, and amazing. and the chemistry is real, and that's why definitely. I if we didn't get on, there's no way you could do that job because it's so intense and you're in that room four mm. hours solid and then everything else, you know, you're there earlier and then you stay Oh, my God. And- I was saying oh to God, Dee, I was yeah. like, it, it's such a chemistry experiment. Mm. I can imagine, like, especially breakfast radio because so much of it is, like, the banter between the two or three, however many people are doing yeah. it. Like, that must have been a really interesting, like, casting to get the three of you to – because obviously you all, like, love each other. It's obvious that you just love each other so much as mates and you all get on. But that's, like – that's rare and also hard to get yeah. that kind of chemistry, you know. So, we have our chemistry, but we're yeah. best mates as well. And that happens. Yeah. And we're like, oh, actually, we have good chemistry. So let's do this. Whereas it's you, you're total strangers. Well, you worked with Sunny though, didn't you, before you guys? Well, even then, no, had... not really. Uh, genuinely, when that very first, I, I knew Roman just because, you know, we did, you know, uh, cross paths quite a few times. I knew him enough to go, you're right, and give him a hug. And that's about it. Um, and, it's funny because we all had the same feeling. They had, I mean, I didn't know at the time, but they had done loads of demos. They'd done lots. And when I got in there with them, I remember leaving going, I want to work with them too. And I, and then I found wow. out afterwards that they all just looked at each other and went, yeah, this is it. That's So fun. we just knew. That's so nice. And, and it is nice I because I, I have, when I was at heart, you know, there'd be loads of times that I would cover different shows and work with all different presenters at the last minute. And it's very difficult if, because you're oh so like God. talking to time on the radio and you can't really. And it's live. Yeah, it's live mm. and it's quick and it's like get in, get out. If you're not on the same wavelength or you don't have that chemistry, a conversation that you've almost maybe planned how you kind of wrapping it up. If that other person yeah. is not on that wavelength, they can take it off in another direction. Now you've got a mission Mad. to bring it back it. and it's so difficult. Oof, oh. And all do that with that, like a smile on your face mm. and not letting it come across in your yeah. voice or anything like that. Mm. It's just, I just think what an amazing skill. That's incredible. You must be able to talk to anyone. I bet you're like a really good, you're very good at interviewing. So I bet you like ask a lot of questions yeah. and I bet you're just very good at answering all of them. You're just very, you're, you know, if I was going to bring a stranger to a dinner party, yeah. uh, if it was one, it'd be a 
Thanks, girls. Yes, <laughs> and I would if love you have to. any girl chat, babes, we got your oh, back. Oh, so nice. We oh, can really? banter, but we can also do that kind. It's nice because if I hang out with you know my my boyfriend and his like I guess his like straight friends or whatever, like I do find myself becoming quite piss takey and sort of. Yeah. But it's nice to have a softer energy sometimes. Yeah. So it's like that balance is is cool. Yeah, but yeah we got you, babe. They've been powered up with a dickhead. <laughs> like someone that you're like, this isn't just bad chemistry. Like I actually hate you. You don't yeah. need to say who they are. Yeah, and you're genuinely worried. Like people are gonna know that we don't like each other, and it's gonna come across. Um, I don't think so, but I definitely have had. I've definitely done demos, or I've done things where I've gone, "Oh my god, I, I just can't work with you," and and it's scary mm. because I always think as a presenter, you you don't always, ha- or I suppose almost anyone that's trying to make it in this industry and wants to stay in it. The truth is, as a presenter, you don't have a lot of choice. As in, you don't have much power. Mm-hmm. You really have to get what you're given. You do as you're told. And so I'm in wow. that position where I don't have, you know, I've got no plan B. I don't have many other options. Mm-hmm. I know I love doing what I'm doing. So I think the fear was always, if someone is telling me this is my new partner or this is what this is the show you're doing now or whatever. And I had done demos with people that I thought, we are just so different. This is really going to clang like with two different people Mm. yeah I I think that's always the fear because there wouldn't be much I could do about it and then you would Mm. have to fake it and there's you no one ever wants to do that so I'm I feel so lucky that I'm I'm with Roman and Sonny and it's genuine and and we do laugh till we're like crying every day and sometimes that's on it amazing it's so important to have the same humor or basically the same values is one thing when you're presenting and working with them and having that skill but it's like humor is everything Everything. it It just really is so you've had chemistry with who you work with what about celebrity that you've interviewed any chemistry there (laughs) we've seen the funny one where you get punked where becky's punking you where the guys are doing the 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 gag where they, you know, they make out like she's, it's a terrible. Oh, yeah, yeah. But has there ever been an interview where you're just like, oh, my God, this, this is so awkward. Or this yeah. is it, I mean, like, what's that like? Because you talk to some of the biggest people in the world. I feel like you definitely get more nervous with, like, the big Hollywood actors because they don't feel real. Yeah. So when you're actually yeah. faced with them, you're like, oh, my like God. Like Margot Robbie. You interviewed Margot Robbie. That was huge. Oh, huge. my God. You know, like... You, I just, I couldn't speak. I, I literally sat there feeling yeah. like a potato going, you're... But it's your job. No! How do you muster that, like, you ha- you have to, like, present something. So, like, how do you get that kind of... Well, I tell you what, the thing, you, it's kind of, again, it goes back to, I can't fuck this up, basically. That's been my yeah. motto my entire career. It's like, Sean, no matter how nervous you are or how starstruck or whatever it is, something kicks in where I go you've got to nail this or there's that fear or they'll never use you again. And that's always been my, you've got to do it first take or you've got to do it right because otherwise you'll never get that chance again. With Margot Robbie, what made it worse? And I don't know if you guys have done junkets or or been in those environments where you're being the one interviewed or whatever, but they, with Mm. these movie stars, they tend to put them in a hotel and they're all in rooms and every room's got a little seat outside of it. And Mm. You are made to wait, like you're waiting outside the headmaster's office. Like Notting Hill. Yeah, literally. It's like it's Notting Hill. Hill. Notting Hill is accurate. <laughs> yeah. Where she's waiting in that hotel room, that's exactly how it is. Wow. So 
so you're waiting and waiting and they make you wait until if you weren't nervous, you're now absolutely bricking it because it's been built up in your head. Like how long does the interview go for? Sometimes it's like eight minutes and there's there's a person, there's a producer that's got their finger rolling it round, going, wrap it up, wrap it up. And you're going, oh my God, I've got to get... Sometimes as well, you save the the gag or the funny thing till the very end because you've got to get the movie questions out the way. So sometimes when you see that finger going like hastily round and round, you're thinking, oh my God, they, they want it to end and I haven't done the bit I came to do. So there's a lot of panic. Oh my God. Because also you, you can't rush the interview. So if they're going off on a tangent yeah. telling you a great story, you can't go, oh, can you, you shut gotta up? You've got to let them go. No. Yeah, Margot, wrap yeah. up. Yeah, sorry, Margot. I've got a few more questions. <laughs> Come on, But love. then who's writing the questions? Is it is it usually coming from your producers or like, is, are you writing the questions? It's always a mixture. It dep- Like sometimes, I, do you know the most terrifying is if you personally haven't seen the film and you know you're winging it <laughs> and say oh well, god how, you do that you do the interview without seeing the film is that like a, is that a thing or i've had what? to do it yeah i've had to do it a few times and it's horrendous and you have to rely on watching trailer after trailer and then you've got somebody that's seen it like a producer that that relays back to you like they say oh okay They've watched the whole film. That sounds and, like and a then, nightmare. And then I would like watch endless interviews to get as much as I can and, and try and understand it. And then you go in there and just pray that you got away with it. That they don't know. Yeah. Because if they pick up on it, oh, I nightmare. It's like when I watch like ITV and like Holly Willoughby or like Lorraine on this morning, I'm thinking, you've not watched Coronation Street or like EastEnders like every single night this week. No. Well, it's like when someone brings a book in. There's no way you've read the book. Wow. So yeah, so it's a mixture. I would say, you know, like on Capital, I'd be really honest. Like, And sometimes between the three of us, because one of us will have gone to the premiere or whatever the thing is. Yeah. But sometimes, and it does happen, none of you have seen it or for whatever reason, you've not, you've not been able to. And then that is, it's just terrifying because you, you never want to look rude, but you're also going, if they catch me out now, this is going to look horrific. This is going to be so awkward. Have you ever been caught? Has anyone ever said to you like, this is, I I know you've not seen it, babe, I'm on to you. Do you know, going back to my early lagging days of doing everything I remember I was doing like I was doing a movie um you know like red carpet interviews and I would stand on the red carpet for hours and I would I would do get whatever bit of interview I could right and I got this opportunity to do the Harry Potter it was the final movie or the final two because it was two wasn't at the end yeah it was like 10 years of the franchise 12 movies later I say yes to this premiere and I've only watched the first one Right. Oh. So the nightmare was I'd actually been given really good access and I got everybody come to me and I had no clue if they were in it oh, or if they were just Sean. a guest. Oh my God. It was what? awful, right? So I found oh, that is I like found this question that seemed to bail me out. Was if I said to them at the beginning, Why are you such a fan of the franchise? I worked this out in panic, that they'd either say Oh, well, when I was in, uh, you know, the, the fourth film and I go, okay, they're in it. Or, or yeah. say, oh my God, I can't believe I've been invited. I'm so excited. I go, right, you're a guest. I think I must have offended somebody and got it wrong. I'm sure I did, but I just kept going. I just had to blag it. Wow. And also they changed so much from the first to the last one that like, <laughs> I mean, what's his, what's his tits who got really fit? Oh, who was that one? Fit. No one got fit. No, no they the did. guy and that got fit. Neville, he wasn't allowed to uh, get his teeth um, 
He wasn't allowed to... Redone. Yeah, he had to keep them crooked, didn't he, through the film and then he could get them done. Speaking of Neville that got fit, have you ever been interviewing anyone and then them, like, crack on with you? Yeah. Or... Um, I remember, I remember having, yeah, you're a babe. I remember having quite like a, a funny moment with Chris Pratt, where <gasps> I and and I really was a bit of a fangirl of him as well because I liked him in the early parks and recreation days and all that. I've always quite liked him, and I remember yeah. I'd come up with this concept because he'd just done the new um, uh, Jurassic Park. And in the new Jurassic right. Parks, they they like cattle prod all the raptors to keep them back, like electrocute them. So mm. this is back in the day, right, when I was on heart and no one seemed to check what I was doing. How I got away with this stuff, I will never know because now it would never get okayed. But I went on yeah. like eBay and found the dodgiest <laughs> electric shockers from China, had them delivered. It took weeks. <laughs> I got them, these pens, and they were strong, right? And I said to him, I was like, if you get a question wrong in this dinosaur quiz, I'm going to electric shock you. I'm going to cattle prod you. Yeah, I'm going to cattle prod you. And if you you get it right, you can cattle prod me. And he was like, what? And he's looking at his management like, can I? And that's so cool. It was the funniest thing, but I I felt a little glint like we bonded over that. Oh my God. (laughs) Fucking genius. Like that's how you, you want to stand out from all these other, you know, presenters that are coming through in the hotel room. If in doubt, girls, if the podcast needs just, you know, jazzing up, get some cattle products. Okay. I like that. Okay. Who has been your favorite ever person to interview? What was been the best one up there? Yeah. Great question. Obviously Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt is up Chris there. Chris Pratt, isn't it? That's it. I like some surreal moments. Like, you know, sometimes it's not people you expect. Like, I reckon yeah. we're from like a similar era and we had Johnny Knoxville come in and I was like, oh my God, this is oh, epic. Like jackass. the jackass era. I grew up with it and I always like quite fancied him as a kid as well. So he was a surreal person to me just because yeah, it was like, yeah. That's cool. it's Johnny Knoxville. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I used to love, what was it called again? Jackass. Yeah. Huh. It was just so good. So he was one, but someone that I think I remember thinking, oh, my God, I just want to go for a drink with you. Like, she was such a girl's girl, was pink. Oh, yeah. I just think she looks like such an earth, like such an earthy, sort of, like, grounded, funny person. I, I really do. I know. I was a, I'm a really big pink fan. Like, like, get this party started. That's good. And that's, like, good that she's got a good reputation as yeah. well. Impeccable. Honestly. I've never heard a bad word about pink. No. And you, some of these, I, I don't want to call her old, but, like, an old pro. Like, some of these one, these celebs that are so big and famous, they're some of the most yeah. polite, professional. Mm. Like, we had Jeff Goldblum come in, um, who's... Oh, um, I love Jeff you know, Goldblum. What a charming man. And he mm. genuinely, he didn't come in the room for two minutes. And I thought, oh, I wonder if everything's okay. And I sort of realized that he was just taking a minute to learn everyone's name off by heart, uh, to, to know oh a little fact God. about everybody. And when he came in, I'm talking even the producers, he shook everyone's hand or hugged them and said, oh, hi, guys, I'm, uh, I'm Jeff, great to meet you. Yeah, great. So classy. The the, the etiquette of that put us almost all to ugh, shame because I thought yeah. that is how you walk into a room. I'll never forget yeah. that. My sister works on, is a producer, one of the shows that she works on is Graham Norton. Yeah. She would go in and like brief all the guests and everything and like these like really, really big Hollywood stars like you know Tom Cruise yeah. or whatever and like she honestly it, it makes such a difference like the, Tom Cruise like came back a few times and he would always remember my sister's name and be like mm. hi Charlotte you know we've got a thing on our shelf oh, Tom Hanks that Tom, Tom Hanks. Hanks 
pranks gave Charlotte once. And I remember I was doing a bit of a spring clean during lockdown because we all lived together during lockdown. I was like, well, it's like a babushka doll with all different sized Tom Hanks. <laughs> That's but I didn't amazing. realize that. I know when you were going to throw so it out. I took it and I went, well, this has got to go. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> and I went to put it and then Charlotte went, what are you doing? That's my that's my Tom Hanks babushka doll. He gave that what? to me and I was like, well, that's really nice of him. You obviously like live. I absolutely hate doing anything live. <laughs> How, do you not like do yourself every time that you're going to swear or say something? Or do, have you ever swore? on breakfast radio, um, can you? No. Do you know the only time that you might do is if you genuinely get shocked or someone properly surprises yeah. you. And all of us have had those moments where you want to go, fuck, because it yeah, genuinely yeah, comes it was... out. But, in, but when it comes to like, Walking, you just I've kind of taken it out of my actually I say I have but the second I'm like I'm even being careful now because I wasn't sure if I could swear on here so I was oh babe swear oh, on okay, oh fine. my god oh, we're like fucking fucking a northerner in Australia I don't think we're gonna swear on this podcast do you know what on. talking of Australia like I'm so yeah. envious of their breakfast shows because on their radio shows they can just come on and say right today we're talking about dicks and so and so's lost. Yeah, that's it's so true. The UK is a lot more because I remember when I'd been like interviewed before on the BBC, like BBC, like you know radio stations before and stuff. Like the amount of stuff that you can't say, can't get into. It's very regulated. It really shocked me. That's so true. That is so true. They're a lot more open there. Yeah. And well, it's just, I don't know. Australia just have emails anyway, don't we? So you couldn't keep hold us back. Yeah, it's just quite, it's quite <laughs> yeah, refreshing. Like I follow a few of them on Instagram, yeah. like Kyle and Jackie Owen, and it's just funny how they talk so much more well, like he talks mates. about everything. Like, you know, if yeah. sometimes if we could talk about the stuff that we talk about in between the songs, that's a whole different show. It'd be funny. Yeah, a whole different show. <laughs> yeah, I would say to Nobed live on Radio 1. <laughs> yeah. and I, I got real upset about it. See, that it. doesn't seem that bad to no, me. No, because I, it I, isn't. No, that's very Calm. I mean, I bet you had to yeah. apologise, or they did, probably. Uh, yeah, so JLS called me and pranked me. It was a while ago. <laughs> and then they were like, D you're, and then they were pranking me. And they were like, Dee Dee, like, you're live on Radio 1. I was like, why are you joking with me, you knobhead? Oh, brilliant. <laughs> so they had warned me, and I still did it. So I'm your knobhead, well, that's really. Very quickly, before we do our last segment of the show, what's next? For Sean. Obviously, you're doing the capital. Yeah. Any shows that you would like to present, you know, can you can make up a show, babe, that's around right now. Yeah. Do what you want to do. Yeah. I, I mean, I think that is it. I think I would like to get back into doing telly. And I think it, it's such a funny world where sometimes you seem to get a, a few jobs in a row. And then I've had a spell of really just not really doing hardly anything. So I would mm. I would love to get back on, on telly. But in and then yeah. it, it's taken me a long time to get away from that whole weather and and sort of geeky gaming and and sport and get into entertainment and it's taken so long to do that just so that people consider you for entertainment jobs. So I think right. finally, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've got myself now into that zone, I would love to do. Just you're right about it. I love live, and the reason I do is because there is some energy in. It could go a bit wrong, and then it's how mm -hmm. you cope. And then when you're with people that you trust, you know, it's a daredevil. Yeah, but <laughs> I love. But honestly, Dana, you'd be fine as well. Like because you get used to it, and then you and then you get more and more yeah. excited. There's nothing worse than having to rehearse and go over the same stuff all the time. If you know yeah. we've got one shot of this, and it, it could go a bit wrong. There's like danger of it going a bit wrong, but you know you can handle it, and you're in safe hands. And I think, you know, yeah, like those fun. Saturday night takeaway kind of shows, I'd like a version yeah. of that. You know, something new, yeah. um, 
that's a lot of fun. Thank you so much. We have one last segment that we want to run with you, if that's okay. Do I get to sing? We like to um, vent, basically. So we get to sing. Yeah. We wrote a song a while ago called Everything's Pissing Me Off, and we yeah. love to just end the episode. <laughs> on a, like, I know. It's like, it's like a therapy session. Yeah. So you just, what is pissing you off we'll play the little songs you yeah, just get the vibe we'll play the verse and chorus so we can get into the okay. vibe right you're pissing me off shut up fuck off yo people's babies on my instagram you're pissing me off weird men yelling out from a white van you're pissing me off foxes having sex in the night time you're pissing me off People who clap when the plane lands, yeah, everything pisses me off. Girls, this is my new alarm clock. So what would be, you like your top three right now? What's getting on your, what's getting up your go? Well, let's put right in the 4.30 alarm. Do you know what really pisses me off? What, go on. Those hairs on your knee that you can't shave. Thought you've done a really good job of the leg and then you go back and just do a once over and you're like, oh, that patch. You miss a patch. I know. Can't you get those little... Bikini ones that you can get, and oh, then they can... nothing works on no. my knees. They are really not. I've literally yes. had laser, right, and they still come back on the knee. I don't know what's going on on Hairy there. Hairy knees, but they but they creep up, Hairy and knees. I see them glistening in the sunshine if I've got my legs out. <laughs> Okay, well, that is annoying. Okay, so knee hair, she's got hairy knees. What, and one more, I don't know, one more. This is a bit disgusting. Can we go gross or not? Like, in the middle of moving house, right? And I've had, like, builders... Or people come around and say, say dropping off like um, a washing machine or whatever. And this has happened to me now twice where they've said, can I use your loo? And then they've done no. a shit. They've done, they a shit. Know. they've done a shit in my loo. No. They've done a shit in my new flat before I have. I'm living. No. no. That is not okay. Not that is not okay, okay to go no. there when before you have. Like, that is not a thing. I hate that. I know exactly. I've never had the poo, but I've had lots of piss on the seat from, like, builders and plumbers and all what. I, and no. I understand you might need a quick wee. I'm like, yes, of course. Don't stay in there, like, Don't reading the paper for 10 minutes. Shit. Literally fumigate the flat <gasps> out. And there's a pub down the road. Go to there. You've got to go. You've got to go in everything. But, like, no. no. But why that's twice in my loo? I'm too... I've got, like, a no. face that invites weirdness in like yeah go on oh that's power. that is pissing me oh, men in there oh, power pissing me off thank All you right. so much Sean. Oh, that was Sean. amazing Thanks, you've literally girls. been amazing honestly believing you you're yeah. such a professional yeah. and you just wonder like look at you yeah, you're fabulous oh, can't like... wait to see how your career blossoms well same girls you're smashing TV, it babe. as well fucking loving it oh girl power girl power alright let's play her out you wake up to her in the morning Making her get from snoring, snoring, munching on your toast. She's your favorite radio host. And if you want to know the weather, she'll tell you if it's sunny or boring. Spending most of her days with Roman Gamp and Sunny J. Tell me, tell me, tell me, who's your guest? It's Sean Welby. Tell me, tell me, tell me, who's your guest? It's Sean Welby. Dead to me, dead to me, dead to me. If you don't subscribe, you're dead to me, dead to me, dead to me. If you don't give us five stars, you're dead to me, dead to me, dead to me. If you don't follow us on Instagram, you're dead to me, dead to me, dead to me. If you don't like us, you're dead to me. Insanity Group.